Chapter Nineteen of the Giant's Robe by F. Anstey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nineteen. Dolly's Deliverance. About a week after the dinner recorded in the last chapter, Mark repaired to the house in Kensington Park Gardens to call, as in duty bound though as he had not been able to find out on what afternoon he would be sure of finding mrs langton at home he was obliged to leave this to chance he was admitted however not by the stately champion but by colin who had seen him from the window and hastened to intercept him mabel's at home somewhere he said but will you come in and speak to dolly first she's crying awfully about something and she won't tell me what perhaps she'd tell you and do come sir please it's no fun when she's like that and she's always doing it now for colin had an unlimited belief founded as he thought on experience in the persuasive powers of his former master mark had his doubts as to the strict propriety of acceding to this request at all events until it had been sanctioned by some higher authority than colin but then he remembered mabel's anxiety on the night of the dinner if he could only set this child's mind at ease would that not excuse any breach of conventionality would it not win a word of gratitude from her sister he could surely take a little risk and trouble for such a reward as that and so with his usual easy confidence he accepted a task which was to cost him dear enough you better leave me to manage this young man he said at the door run off to your sister mabel and explain things tell her where i am and why you know and he went into the library alone dolly was crouching there in an armchair worn out by sobbing and the weight of a terror she dared not speak of which had broken her down at last mark who was good-natured enough in his careless way was touched by the utter abandonment of her grief for the first time he began to think it must be something graver than a mere childish trouble, and apart from all personal motives, longed sincerely to do something, if he could, to restore Dolly to her old childish self. He forgot everything but that, and the unselfish sympathy he felt gave him a tact and gentleness with which few who knew him best would have credited him. Gradually, for at first she would say nothing, and turned away in lonely hopelessness he got her to confess that she was very unhappy that she had done something which she must never never tell to anybody then she started up with a flushed face and implored him to go away and leave her don't make me tell you she begged piteously oh i know you mean to be kind i do like you now only i can't tell you really please please go away i'm so afraid of telling you but why said mark i'm not very good myself dolly you need not be afraid of me it isn't that said dolly with a shudder but he said if i told anyone they would have to send me to prison who dared to tell you a wicked lie like that said mark indignantly all the manhood in him roused by the stupid cruelty of it it wasn't colin was it dolly no not colin it was harold harold caffin oh mr ashburn she said with a sudden gleam of hope wasn't it true he said papa was a lawyer and would have to help the law to punish me the infernal scoundrel muttered mark to himself 
but he saw that he was getting to the bottom of the mystery at last so he told you that did he he continued did he say it to tease you dolly i don't know he often used to tease but never like that before so i did do it only i never meant it now listen to me dolly said mark if all you are afraid of is being sent to prison you needn't think any more about it you can trust me can't you you know i wouldn't deceive you well i tell you that you can't have done anything that you would be sent to prison for that's all nonsense do you understand harold caffin said that to frighten you no one in the world would ever dream of sending you to prison whatever you'd done are you satisfied now rather to mark's embarrassment she threw her arms round his neck in a fit of half hysterical joy and relief tell me again she cried you're sure it's true they can't send me to prison oh i don't care now i am so glad you came so glad i will tell you all about it now i want to but some instinct kept mark from hearing this confession he had overcome the main difficulty the rest was better left in more delicate hands than his he thought so he said never mind about telling me dolly i'm sure it wasn't anything very bad but suppose you go and find mabel and tell her then you'll be quite happy again will you come too asked dolly whose heart was now completely won so mark and she went hand in hand to the little boudoir at the back of the house where they had had their first talk about fairies and found mabel in her favourite chair by the window she looked round with a sudden increase of colour as she saw mark i mustn't stay he said after shaking hands i ought not to have come at all i'm afraid but i've brought a young lady who has a most tremendous secret to confess which she's been making herself and you too unhappy about all this time she has come to find out if it's really anything so very awful after all and he left them together it was hard to go away after seeing so little of mabel but it was a sacrifice she was capable of appreciating End of chapter 19